English Across the Pond. A podcast for English learners who want to take their skills to the next level. Hosted by me, Dan, from England. And me, Jennifer, from America. Join us every week for a mix of chat, fun, and language improvement. English across the pond. Hello, Jennifer. How are you today? Hey, Mr. Dan. I'm doing very well here. And how are you? Yeah, all good, thanks. Um, a bright and sunny day in England, which is a rare occurrence, but it's been a lovely day. How's the weather where you are in the morning? Awesome, yes. A late morning, already triple digits, which means it's over 100 degrees Fahrenheit <gasps> here in the desert. Hot. It, um, it'll be hot. It'll hot, be a hot, hot. hot. So it's definitely a swimming day today. Enjoy yourself. Yes. Uh, travel this week. Yes, I love this topic. And I think our listeners will also appreciate this topic of travel. Well, it's one of the main reasons to learn English, so I would imagine it will um, be of relevance to most of our listeners, hopefully. Yes. So we will talk about all kinds of stuff today. And I really look forward to comments from some of our listeners, you know. Do they share some of the same interests? Have they traveled to some of the same places we've been? So I look forward to seeing, you know, where our listeners have traveled to as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'd be fascinated. So I want to know, where are some of the best places that you've traveled? I know you've traveled a lot because you've taught in a lot of places. Yeah. Um, what are some of the best? Um... I've been very lucky and I spent 10 years outside of the UK, but um, I was a teacher in Northeast China for nearly two years. And that was interesting and fascinating. I mean, it's a very, very, very different culture, of course, and hugely different language, different alphabet, the food. I mean, really, everything is different. But also it was, um, you, Jen, may be horrified to know, it's... Um, Near to Vladivostok, near to like Russia, and the winters are, get ready, minus 40. Minus 40 degrees. Minus four zero, which um, the water in your eyes can freeze, and if you lick your lips, your lips can freeze. But on the positive side, it's home to the world's largest ice and snow festival. I, I, you lost me at negative 40. I, <laughs> I've, I've blacked out since then. I can't even imagine living in that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was uh, fairly, to be honest though, once it gets cold, it's just cold. I mean, like there's cold and there's really cold and then your body is just sort of like, it doesn't really make any difference to me now, whether it's minus three or minus 13 or minus 33. It's just really cold. Yeah. Just so our listeners have a little idea, I prefer 40 degrees Celsius, which would be 104 degrees Fahrenheit. That is like my perfect day. 
So just to, so the listeners really understand why that would be really difficult for me to fathom. That's quite a big swing from minus 40 to plus 40. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, obviously it wasn't really a temperature that I particularly got used to, but it was. Um, I'm glad I've experienced it, you know, and like at the Ice and Snow Festival. The city, I didn't say the name, the name of the city is Harbin, um, H-A-R-B-I-N. So if you Google Harbin, you'll get lots of Ice and Snow Festival pictures. It's at the, absolutely, I mean, it's just amazing. It's on a enormous, huge scale. It's uh, like you couldn't imagine unless you go on Google and have a look. And what? another place, uh, one more place. Um, my very first teaching job was in Greece, and there it was lovely and warm, lovely, friendly people, lots of amazing history. The food is incredible, beautiful tomatoes and beautiful olives. Um, and yeah, some nice friends and had a really, really nice time. So um, yeah, I really enjoyed it in Greece too. Nice. So those are top two places Harbin and in Greece. Yeah, um, I enjoy, I loved everywhere I went, but they're the two that have come into my mind today. Yes. Um, how about in the good old U.S. of A? Have you traveled to the U.S. of A before? Not yet, uh, Jennifer, not yet, but it's a top of my list. I would love to visit America. I... For some, I like history, and I'm fascinated by American history. Um, I, this sounds a strange thing to say, but I love the American Civil War. I love the War of Independence and um, the story of the Native Americans as well. So I would love to visit kind of like, um, not particularly like New York or Los Angeles. I'd like to visit like North and South Dakota and Wyoming and kind of like uh, maybe uh, the, the middle Interesting. So, with your love of history and interest mm-hmm. in history, you should also go to Washington D.C. and Virginia and a yeah. lot of those those states where you know history happened. Yeah, yeah, and um, it would be great to sort of like drive around and just sort of visit some of the you know the famous places. And I think that many people, when we think of America, we think of Hollywood, or we think of Barack Obama, or we think of yellow taxis. But I think for some reason, we don't really think of like the beautiful national parks and the wide open spaces. And it's the most, I well, I've not been, but it's the most beautiful country with regard to nature. And I'd like to see some of that nature. Oh my gosh, yes. National parks are incredible. And all of those places you've mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Um, throughout everything. Great great country to road trip. Yeah, to yeah, really. To take a road trip in. Yeah, yeah. And I will, uh, I'll come by and, and we can have a cup of tea. Yeah, you'll have to come to the West Coast because the West Coast is the best coast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we found out in our first episode that San Diego is America's finest city. That it is, so we'll have to rendezvous in uh, San Diego when you come. It's a deal. Now, I'd, I'd like to know, I've, um, if I'd like to spend some time in your country, how about visiting the good old U of K, which is not actually what we call it, we just call it the UK. How about visiting yeah. England? Uh, England is definitely on my list as well. I mm-hmm. have been to London, oh. but... Mm-hmm. My trip was cut short. Oh. So. Were you deported? Uh, yeah, they kicked me out. <laughs> I didn't mind the gap. <laughs> ah, yeah, which is a crime. 
Yeah, well, uh, I was on spring break, and I had um, about 10 days, and we were going to spend about two in London, which I know is not enough, but my flight in, my arrival, Mm -hmm. was changed to later, and my flight out, my departure, was changed to an earlier time. So I lost almost a full day. Mm-hmm. Because we arrived very, very, very late at night and mm-hmm. basically had to check into our hotel mm-hmm. and then um, had to check out the next morning because our flight was then changed to earlier in the day. Anyways, so we literally had, I think, 12 hours to, we had a map, we had our subway um, mm-hmm. train map, and we just had to jump in, take a picture. Oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. There. Okay, go. Look, look. Way too quick. So I need to come back to the UK and actually spend some time there. But you saw this? Did you see the sights? You saw the sights, or I saw the sights in the blink of an eye. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. So it was very quick. You know, it was like hopping on and hopping off the subway, mm-hmm. and hopping in and hopping out of the taxis, and yeah, yeah. So it was great, but definitely too fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes obviously, like you know. Uh... More than a day, um, two or three days maybe. Or, but next time. Next time. Where will we um, meet up in the UK? Um, well, maybe London. Or you could come up to, and see, you know, up here near the seaside. It's beautiful. We have the sea and uh, tons and tons of history. A lot of great literature was written around here. And also, if you go inland, just next to here, there's the North York Moors. There's a the National Forest. So there is beauty in abundance. Uh, beauty all around. It's an amazing part of the world. I'm very, very lucky to live in such a beautiful and peaceful part of the world with, as I've said before, with the sea just down the road. There's a huge castle here um, and two bays, two beaches, and say loads and loads and loads of history. It's beautiful, really nice. Come to to Scarborough. Scarborough, I'm coming, I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. And then what about the best places that you've been to? Ooh, that is a tough one because I've been to a lot of great places, mm-hmm. but I'm going to choose the two places that changed my life the oh, most. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I've been fortunate enough to study abroad. Mm-hmm. So I studied abroad in Spain, so I was able oh. to travel around um, a lot of countries in Europe. Mm-hmm. And I ended up, ooh, I think my family's going to get mad that I'm not mentioning Brazil, but then I ended up moving and living in Australia where I met my now, my now husband. Oh, yeah. But, so I traveled around like Southeast Asia. But going back to Spain, it was technically for my, my Basque listeners, if we have anyone from the Basque country listening, I studied in the Basque country, San Sebastian okay. yeah, yeah. or Donostia. And San Sebastian is beautiful. Mm. I mean, I just, it really opened my young, naive, 17, 8, no, 18 year old eyes, 19 year old eyes to this world that existed outside of California. Yeah. And the food, the tapas or pinchos, mm. you know, what they're called there, the people, the country, the culture, everything in San Sebastian was amazing. Mm. I met some lifelong friends, um, experienced some really great things there. Sounds amazing. And, yeah, I could go on and on, but. Mm-hmm. And then um, after that, that really opened up my eyes to travel. So when I got back, finished college, and kind of took um, a little break 
in between college and my career choice, I ended up moving to Australia. Mm-hmm. And I lived in this lovely little coastal city called Manly, um, which is in Sydney. And I, like I said, met my now husband, met some amazing friends, created some great memories, mm-hmm. and was able to do some traveling around there. So Manly and San Sebastian are top of the list of best places I've been because of the memories they hold. And because of like the, the effect they had on you or the changes that you know took place because of visiting them. Yes. I do want to throw an honorable mention to Santos, uh, Brazil, because that's where my family, my in-laws are. So I love Santos. <laughs> yeah. Or else you'll, uh, be in, you'll be in trouble if you don't. Yeah. Because, yeah, I'll be in trouble. But mm-hmm. something that really stood out to me mm-hmm. and, you know, when in the time that I was in Australia, I was really fortunate to travel through um, parts of Southeast Asia and Wherever I went, mm-hmm. guaranteed I would meet a handful of 18, 19 year old kids, really, you know, young lads yeah. from the UK. And they, this is where I learned as an American about the gap year. Oh, yeah. The gap year does not exist in the US. So. Can you tell our me and our listeners a little bit about the gap year? Yeah. Um, usually people um, go to university at the age of 18, and it's normally a three-year degree, um, but it's very common for people. Not everybody. It's expensive. But it's. I would say it's not uncommon for people to take one year out, and they will maybe kind of travel around the world or just go to Southeast Asia or go to South America. Some people, particularly in Australia, they may work for a few months as well to get some more money. Or people maybe who go to like South America um, or Central America, they may help out with some sort of charity work there as well in Africa maybe. Um, And it's the idea that Mm, once you finish your degree you'll be looking for a job once you've got a job you can never like have a year off you know you can never take a year out so we have this idea of a gap year um, and it's to sort of like see some of the world kind of I guess like the idea is like before it's too late wow I love love that idea I think it's so important too yeah really um Kind of deciding what you want. I mean, that age, it's such a crucial moment. You're supposed yeah, to be yeah. deciding what you're going to study in your career. And I think taking that break could be really eye-opening. And I mean, also as well, I mean, this sounds like maybe slightly cynical, but um, CV-wise, or, you know, in America, resume, but your CV, your curriculum vitae, obviously, if you've got some sort of like independent travel in there, and particularly if you've done some kind of work, um, as far as an employer is concerned, they may be far more likely to pick you because of this experience. It takes us some courage. It takes some guts to to just leave home, you know, and just sort of, of course, with just like a, a pack on your back and to say goodbye to your family at what's a pretty young age. It does take some guts. So, yeah, um, I think it's looked on favorably by employers as well. Yeah, definitely. I it. It definitely does take guts and stepping out of your comfort zone, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's take a little look at some of the language that we have used while we've been discussing travel and um, to take a road trip. 
I think you can also go on a road trip. Is that would you agree with that, Jen? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But to take a road trip, and that is of course a road and a trip. You are traveling along roads. I, I think England maybe you could go on a road trip or take a road trip in England, but it wouldn't <laughs> it wouldn't take as long as it would in the USA. So in England, when we think about road trips, we automatically think about uh, our our minds go to America. So normally, English people, if you mention taking a road trip, you'd think of America. And there was another expression with take, and that was if something takes guts. And guts is kind of like your stomach, and we kind of feel that like your bravery comes from your stomach. It's a sort of stomach-based emotion. So if you want to be brave uh, and do something that maybe makes you feel afraid, then you need guts and it takes guts to do it. And that means you must be brave to do it. You also said, let's take a look oh. at some of these expressions. Yeah, yeah. So a few things with, a few expressions with take today. Take mm -hmm. a road trip, take guts, and to take a look. Beautiful. Yeah, and in addition to those expressions with take today, there were several different phrasal verbs that we covered throughout this conversation related to travel that are very useful for travel. Mm -hmm. We talked about checking in and checking out of a hotel. Perfect. So to check in is obviously when you go to the front desk, you register your name, you say that they're there, and you get your room key. Check out is when you leave. Mm -hmm. We also mentioned hop on and hop off a subway or hop in or hop out of a taxi. You can use hop the same way you would use get to get it on and off a subway or to mm -hmm. get in and out of a taxi. Mm -hmm. And that is simply when you step onto the subway platform or get into a taxi car and go for a ride. Beautiful. So we got check in, check out, hop on, hop off, hop in, hop out. And also take a look at, take a road trip, and to take guts. To download this podcast, please go to our website, englishacrossthepond.com. You can also find us on iTunes um, via the podcast app, and we're also on Stitcher, which is an app on Android. And on our website, englishacrossthepond.com, that is where you are going to find episode notes and the downloadable worksheet for this episode, including some additional vocabulary, some examples, and more information that you can use to learn with this podcast episode. And if you go to our website, englishacrossthepond.com, and click on our course. It is full of amazing information that will really help your British and American English. Yes. So if you liked that that discussion and look at the difference between the gap year and this cultural difference between the US and the UK, you will love ABC English because it is full of British and UK differences, similarities, and ways to improve your language with that. Perfect. So, great chatting, great catching up with you again today. Always a pleasure. And we look forward to seeing you and talking to you in episode number four. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye. -bye. Bye.